welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, West Virginia, Welcome to Positively West Virginia. Every week we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. Our goal is to motivate and educate our listeners with these inspirational business stories. There are many positive things happening in West Virginia business that most people don't hear about. We're trying to change that with this show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great career and business opportunities that are right here in our state. All of our guests are people who are absolutely getting it done in business in West Virginia, and I'm convinced we can all learn a lot from their experiences and their stories. This week, we're going to learn about Dr. Myrta Martin and her role as president at Fairmont State University. Dr. Martin, are you ready to get down to business? Absolutely, Jim. All right. Thank um, you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, I'm honored to have you on the podcast to share your story this week. Dr. Myrta Martin is the president of Fairmont State University, located, of course, in Fairmont, West Virginia, in Marion County. The Board of Governors appointed Dr. Martin, Ph.D., the 26th president of Fairmont State University, effective January 1st, 2018. Dr. Martin holds a baccalaureate in psychology and political science from Duke University, a master of business administration from the University of Richmond, and a doctorate uh, with an emphasis in strategic management and leadership from Virginia Commonwealth University. For more than 150 years, Fairmont State University has been making an impact in North Central West Virginia and across the state for that matter as the third largest higher education institution in the state. Fairmont State University is the third largest employer in Marion County with an uh, economic impact of nearly six to one ratio. Fairmont State is doing some pretty amazing things economically, uh, culturally, institutionally there in Fairmont and across West Virginia. President Martin led a statewide tour in July of 2019, focused on showcasing her appreciation to our business and community uh, business partners there at Fairmont State University, and she's going to talk a little bit about that experience as well. She was born in Havana, Cuba, uh, and is an immigrant to the United States. Dr. Martin uses her interpersonal and cultural expertise to work diligently to promote access to affordable educational opportunities. Uh, She and her husband, John, are grateful to now call West Virginia home. I invited uh, Dr. Martin on the show today to talk about the state of higher education in West Virginia and how the university impacts companies and organizations across the state of West Virginia. President Martin, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your university. Thank you for affording me that privilege. Um, Yes. You know, Fairmont State... Um, is not only home, but it's a place that has uh, taken a, a great big piece of my heart. Um, the, the faculty, the staff, the students, mm. um, they're incredible individuals, mm. and they all want to stay in West Virginia to call this place home. Uh, they all want to become part of the solution of the economic engine of West Virginia. And I'm very 
very, very, very much. Uh, it's an honor to be able to be here. Mm. Um, Fairmont State, as you said, is the third largest public institution in West Virginia behind WVU and Marshall. Yeah. Uh, we're the largest among the regionals. Mm-hmm. We're a very unique institution by many ways. One, because I just think that the people here are second to none, um, but also in just the makeup of our institution, the things that make us distinctive. Mm-hmm. For example, 88.8% of our students come from West Virginia. So we educate the most West Virginians percentage-wise of any institution in West Virginia. Really? I didn't know 61, that. 61, yeah. it, it is. And, yeah. and so, um, again, the, our, our desire, our vision is to become a first-choice destination. And certainly for West Virginians, we are becoming that focal point um, where aspiration uh, and inspiration become reality. Mm. Um, another uh, fact about Fairmont State that makes us unique is that 61% of our students are first-generation students. Wow. My husband and I are first-generation. That's one of the reasons that I came to Fairmont State. You know, I can identify with the student body, but I can also identify with their parents. Um, mm-hmm. um, like many parents, like many grandparents, um, my family, I was raised by my grandmother, and she depended on my salary to make ends meet. My grandmother worked two full-time jobs. Mm. I went to school full-time, and I worked a full-time job, and and the money that I earned from working that full-time job was not for me, but it was to turn over to run the household. And so I remember my grandmother always saying that I had to go to college, Mm. that in America, it was that knowledge that empowered us to become our best selves. And I often thought, you know, yes, I want to go to college, but sometimes when we're going hungry, not because we weren't working, but because just you know, we couldn't make ends meet. Mm. How could I afford an education? And so, you know, it was because people thought enough of me that they afforded me opportunities that I would not otherwise had, including a teacher who wrote a check Mm. that I was able to attach to my application to go to Duke University. And that's how I started my journey. And so, The fact that Fairmont State welcomes about 61% of our Mm. population as first generation, I can talk to the students and say, I understand you're frightened. I understand that you have no one in your family to guide you. Uh, I was one of you, but I want you to know that here at Fairmont State, there is a home. There are people who are intrinsically dedicated Mm. to ensuring that we nurture you, that we challenge you, that we take you by the hand and that we guide you so that this journey that you've chosen to embark upon, it's one that where you have someone who is walking next to you in that journey, Mm. not in front of you, not behind you, but next to you to get you to the right path. And for the parents, it's just as important because 
I understand that they're looking to these children now who are becoming young adults as a means to make their livelihood better, as a means to add to the family income now that they've graduated from high school and now that they can go to work full time and and perhaps they can even contribute more to the household. And so I can speak to them and say, you've made so many sacrifices for them. Now make the ultimate sacrifice and make, give them the wings that they need to have so that they can become successful. Mm-hmm. Because through an education and because of an education, it will come back to them tenfold. And so that's a message that that is important for us to be able to deliver to the community and, and not just to the first generation students. Mm-hmm. You know, since 88.8% of our population come from in-state, um, the, the, the reality is is that so many of our cities and our towns are so small. Right. You know, whether they've got population of 500 or 1,000, they're small. And whether they're first generation or not, there's anxiety when the parents let their children go or when the kids come on to our college campus. Mm -hmm. And so that nurturing environment, that caring environment, that open door environment, that's critical to ensure that they succeed. And Mm -hmm. I can tell you that for me and my colleagues here at Fairmont State, University, the the faculty and the staff, the community, uh, the board of governors, everyone is dedicated to ensure that this next generation of leaders have the abilities to reach Mm. and implement to achieve their dreams and make them a reality. Yes, Dr. Martin, that's, you know, you you outline a, a very compelling and powerful and rich, uh, passionate story there, and I, I just, I, I just think that's awesome what you just said. Uh, I want to ask you, you know, how did you get started in education? You're an immigrant from Cuba. You go to Duke and you get your degree in psychology. What got you into, you know, education administration, higher education? Well, you know, my my grandmother's uh, life, I think, as I look back on it was characterized by one leap of faith after the other one. Mm -hmm. And I think now um, I can look back over my footsteps and in many ways my career and my changes and my career paths and my moves have been characterized by one leap of faith after the other one. I started my career actually in the banking industry and rose through the ranks. No kidding. Um, no kidding. At a time not necessarily dissimilar to what we are experiencing now in higher ed, it was a time of great change. Mm-hmm. It was a time of deregulation. It was a time when there were so many banks and savings and loans, commercial banks, consumer banks, mom and pop bank, etc. And deregulation came about, and and there was what I called a a feeding frenzy. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody became successor, my merger to. And and I, you know, was very happy doing what I was happy. I was looking after the commercial um, lending and and mergers and acquisitions and thoroughly enjoyed what I was doing. But um, I didn't have family to look after my 
my children, and I had a very young family. And, you know, my values, my husband's values are the way that we live our life, and they're more than words written on a page. And mm-hmm. so we felt that um, we needed to impart those values after our children. We, we believe that our faith, our values, and our education are the one thing that we can give to our children that no one can ever take away from them. And um, and so, you know, I had continued on my education. I had earned a PhD as a non-traditional student, mm-hmm. which is also why um, I feel that I can add value to Fairmont State because about 40% of our students are non-traditional. Mm. And I understand what it is to have responsibilities of a home, of working full-time, taking care of their family, but also going to school. Uh, so I can speak to that population. But I had earned my my MBA and then my PhD as a non-traditional student. Mm. And we were very candidly praying as to you know, how we were going to go forward and um, God opened a door and the door was one of higher ed. And so I went uh, and designed um, the first non-traditional executive MBA in, in, in Virginia. Mm. And that afforded me the opportunity to be home with my children during the day. And then at night, since it was for executives, I would go to work and my husband was able to stay home with my children. So, you know, I, uh, my husband and I took a leap of faith from what we knew and what we felt comfortable into academia, which was in many ways part of my DNA, part of, I believe, fiercely and at the core of who I am, that it's mm-hmm. through education that, that we can go forward. It opens doors that would not otherwise be opened. And so, you know, one leap of faith after the other, mm. one after the other, one after the other. And then um, I believe that coming to Fairmont State was a calling mm. and is a calling, and I'm awesome. grateful to be here. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, is just listening to that story. You know, most most of our audience are people who are interested in business, uh, entrepreneurship, uh, mm-hmm. you know, risk-taking, and I mean, just just listening to you, you are an, a quintessential entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you know, taking these risks. And when you see a, a door opening and, you know, I, I love what you're saying about your calling and, you know, praying about it and, and uh, you know, God directing you to, down this path. I think it's really cool. Uh, one of the things I want to ask you is, you know, you you have this tremendous empathy. You know, in other words, you can relate to these students, right, non-traditional in-state you know, people and you know, parents that are you know kind of fretting about sending their kid off to university in a in another town, even if even if it's just you know two hours away or whatnot. What would you say is the thing that you're most excited about for Fairmont State University right now? What's that one thing you're like, wow, I can't believe we're getting to do this? I think right now what I'm most excited are the boundless opportunities mm. that this institution has. Um, we are the only institution that is located off of the 179 uh, technology corridor. Mm-hmm. And so um, our goal is to spread all that is good and great about Fairmont State throughout West Virginia and the United States and the world so that we can become the destination that we should be. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about the endless possibilities that um, 
are just as a doorstep with the possibility of new industry coming to town, mm-hmm. emerging technologies and, and new business and career opportunities for our students and for our citizens. I think I'm excited about the fact that industry has welcomed me and has welcomed Fairmont State and is having discussions with us about what's coming down the pike. You know, I often say that industry have the finger of, on the pulse of the changes in their own businesses. And sure. so yeah. they can see what how their industries are changing. They can see how the need for um, new technologies are arriving. They, they can feel and understand the need for a uh, an educated workforce and how that workforce mm. skills need to be different one, two, four, six years from now Absolutely. versus those of today. Yeah. So That's- I'm excited to have a platform with industry leaders, with the legislators, with the office of the governor to be able to have conversations so that Fairmont State University, our students, become that catalyst for growth Mm. in North Central West Virginia Mm. through the education that we, our faculty, are providing them. And so by uniting the knowledge and expertise of industry with the wisdom and academic acumen of Mm. our faculty, we're able to create a best case scenario where we are not only educating our students for the careers of today, but those that do not yet exist. Absolutely. And that's, I think, a winning combination. I love it. Uh, Absolutely. And I want to, when we get, I'm going to mention our a couple of our sponsors, Dr. Martin, and when we come back, I want to I want to talk to you about your statewide tour that you just did in, in Thank July. You, sir. So, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the incredible sponsors that we have for Positively West Virginia include the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these companies and organizations that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest today is Dr. Myrta Martin. She is the president of Fairmont State University, and they are doing some incredible things, equipping and and really you know, getting these students, traditional students and non-traditional students, ready for the workforce, partnering with industry, and really having this vision of properly equipping our students to get after it here in West Virginia. Dr. Martin, uh, I want to get right back into it. I want to talk a little bit about your statewide tour that you did in July of mm-hmm. 2019. Uh, talk a little bit about what the mission was there and and if you could, some of the things that you learned getting out there in the community, talking to business, business and industry like you were just talking about. Well, thank you for that opportunity. Um, you know, this year um, was a seminal year for, I believe, higher education, not just for Fairmont State, which it was, but for higher education. Um, um, The governor signed into law um, many bills that the legislature passed that benefited significantly West Virginia and higher education. And um, I I feel very grateful for that. I, I spent a lot of my time in Charleston getting to know these individuals 
and um, and I'm very appreciative for the work and the legislature that they passed on behalf of higher ed. Um, you know, I, I understand we all are individuals and and we can agree to disagree with many things. But at the end of the day, for Fairmont State and for higher ed, some of the legislature that was inactive was transformational. Uh, the support, the monetary support was transformational. And I felt honor bound to say thank you publicly, mm. not just face to face, which I did, but publicly uh, in their home districts to the legislature and to industry leaders and community leaders. Mm. You know, as, as human beings, sometimes we, we look at what is wrong and that's what we like to speak about. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when things are right, we don't speak about or we mention it in passing. Right. And I wanted to make sure that our communities knew firsthand how grateful I was and how grateful Fairmont State University was for their leadership and their support. I, I did not want to be grouped into that cadre of individuals that just, you know, um, assume that people know of gratitude because they're not saying something negative. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to be very proactive mm-hmm. on that because it mattered significantly to this mm-hmm. institution that I'm privileged to lead. Mm-hmm. And so my message was simple. My message was simply one of gratitude, one of saying thank you for their support of higher ed, their support of Fairmont State, um, their support of, of the direction of in which we're taking the university and, and, that, and, and of the support of through means of financial means and others, um, their belief that the the best is yet to be, and I believe that the best is yet to be with the support of individuals. There's an awful lot of people that have come out, and you know I think that originally the the response was one of surprise, uh, while well, gratitude, but <laughs> one of surprise that that we would embark on a gratitude tour. Yeah. But but we need to say thank you. We need yeah. to say thank you. We uh, in in all that is great and good, and the office of the governor, the legislature, um, the community leaders, all have had a significant impact throughout the times in West Virginia. But I believe that this year, particularly, uh, it has their support has been transformational. And so that needed to be said um, because, you know, we are at crossroads in higher ed. Uh, We're at crossroads, not unlike what was happening in the banking industry where Mm. throughout the United States, there there are too many institutions for the number of college going age population Mm -hmm. and so we're all competing for the same student we're all competing for the same funding and so to have a legislature say 
we believe in higher ed mm-hmm. and we're putting our money where our mouth is proverbially um was worthy of gratitude yeah you know what's interesting is i you know one of my beliefs is that in west virginia you know small business medium-sized companies are the backbone of Absolutely. our of our economy and and it's, well, it is throughout the United yeah, States. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And and I feel like our way forward is through these these small business and 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 medium sized companies. But it all starts with education. If we mm-hmm. are not training and equipping our young people, we are going to lose them. They're, they're going to go out of state and take Absolutely. other opportunities. And I, I I'm just I'm so thankful for for what you're saying there because I do believe that that is essential. Okay, so one of the things you know, what was your if I could just get you to you know whittle it down to your biggest takeaway, maybe a, a couple of sentences. Your biggest takeaway from that tour that you did, what was the what was the one thing that you just were very uh, moved by? That one takeaway. Um, probably the willingness of individuals throughout the state uh, to support um, higher ed uh, to be, uh, I, I challenged them. I said, you know, I'm here talking to all of you and telling you how grateful I am for your support of our students, mm-hmm. um, for, for channeling them to go and inspiring them to go to higher ed, whether obviously we want them all at Fairmont State, but the goal is to get them to higher ed. And and I challenge them that after I left to continue to do that, to to do those random acts of kindness that perhaps don't take very much for you to do, like that teacher, you know, so many years ago who wrote that check, Mm. um, it wasn't very much for her but it was life-changing for me. Wow, and so, so I, cool. I, um, I, I, was, I was touched by their, by their welcoming me into their communities. Mm. I was touched by their words of support for Fairmont State, uh, for what we were doing for higher ed. I was touched by their willingness to continue to be a, a venue hmm. to inspire the next generation of leaders to aspire to a college degree or or to a degree. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a college degree. Um, eventually, will need to be a four-year degree. Mm-hmm. But you can start with a certificate that yields a two-year degree, that yields a four-year degree, that yields a master's degree. Mm. Eventually, you will need that higher education. But if today you're not ready to embark on a journey for four years, then get your feet in the water. Yeah. Start so where you're you at. can right? test the yeah, water. Exactly. I love that. What, uh, Dr. Martin, what's one piece of advice you would give to young people who are maybe thinking about, um, you know, going into business for themselves or starting a company or, you know, just wondering, like, what, what is it out there? Should I, what should I be doing? What's one piece of advice you would give them? Well, I think the first, first of all, is I do believe that you need to have an education. Mm-hmm. You know, starting a business is not just about having a great idea. Yes, that's that's the front runner. Yeah. But then, how to successfully operate it? How to understand that um, just because you increase um, your your sales 
does not necessarily mean that you're increasing your profit margin. Yes. Um, you know, and 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 you need to have. That's what an education provides you. Mm. So I think that that one you you need to you also need to have a passion. Mm. You know, somebody once said to me, um, "Follow the passion and not the money," because if if you have the passion for something, the money will follow. And if you, and if the money doesn't follow, you will still wake up every day saying, thank you, God, because I'm doing exactly what I was meant to do. Yeah. And so for entrepreneurs, it's finding that passion, that, that thing that lies in your heart that perhaps propels you to make it better for others. What What is it that, it's not just about making money. I don't believe entrepreneurs go into business to make money. They go into business to make the world better mm. for those who follow. And so reach down in your heart and, and figure out what is going to make the world better. Then find that that one thing that has not yet been done and be that first to market and mm-hmm. then surround yourself with the knowledge and expertise to run the business successfully, mm-hmm. but also surround yourself with trusted individuals who will tell you what you don't want to hear mm-hmm. and who you know will be with you through thick and thin because you know, it's it's that integrity, that honor, that that loyalty is what you need to go forward and be successful wow. in life, That's not just in business. Great advice. I love it. Uh, Dr. Martin, I want to ask you, what's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your success? I pray. I pray every day, every mm. morning and every night. Mm. I got I ask God for discernment. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a human being, and, mm-hmm. and I make mistakes. And I, um, when I am told of the mistakes, and I am pointed to those mistakes, mm. I I will admit that I have made a mistake. Um, I don't believe that anyone goes out purposely and knowingly mm-hmm. wanting to make them. But we're we are fallible individuals, yeah, and probably. so. Um, I have the privilege to have um, the the opportunity to lead a, a great big organization mm-hmm. that is not composed of bricks and mortars, but is composed of human beings. And each one of them have have differences, have unique. Um, that's what makes all of us unique. And so, um, you know, I, I I think that being humble is is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and understanding that along the way we're going to make mistakes and then ask for forgiveness and pray that the individuals will give you that forgiveness and will give you that second chance. I and yeah. I think that's something that every one of us need to understand. Absolutely. So I want to ask you uh, if you could maybe sum up you know, what you think, you know, your, your philosophy on leadership. I'd really be interested in hearing some of your thoughts on, on leadership. Well, I think for me, leadership is as simple as the golden rule. Yes. You know, do mm-hmm. unto others as you would like others to do unto you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is um, enabling others to become their best selves. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think it's it's about you know understanding um, the purpose um, and the reason that you've been brought to a place and acknowledging it and going forward with it even when it is not the easy path to take. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that leadership is is an easy path, um, but I think, you know, doing the right thing is never taking the easy path. It's never the, it's always the right thing to do, but I don't think it's necessarily the easy path. Yeah. And, um, exactly. and I think that's something that, that I am all too aware of. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you the, 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 flip side of that, if you will, which is the followership question. In other words, mm-hmm. what uh, what do you think is are the traits that make an effective follower? Well, you know, I think whether you're a leader, I think each one of us is both a leader and a follower yes. at any one time in our lives. Uh, I think that we are called to take a stand which we may call leadership at certain times, whereas we are also called to others' uh, wisdom Mm -hmm. at others. Mm -hmm. And so I think that um, it's living... um, Somebody once gave me a... a, um, a passage, and I don't know the whole thing, but mm-hmm. one of the things that I remember it was uh, living your true strength. Mm-hmm. You know, living out your true strength. We mm-hmm. we need to start living by living out our true strength, and mm-hmm. and I think that's in many ways the essence of both leadership and followership. Mm-hmm. Our strengths at one time guide us to be leaders, Absolutely. and at others guide us to be followers. Mm-hmm. Great. Great wisdom right there. I pr- really appreciate your insight on that. Dr. Murda, it's, uh, it's been amazing having you on the show, and I really oh, appreciate, such a privilege. Yeah, appreciate your insight uh, into West Virginia and how you're equipping and preparing students uh, into the workforce uh, with business and industry. What's, what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about Fairmont State University? Well, they can go straight on to our website, sir, fairmontstate.edu, one word, fairmontstate.edu. We have um, a plethora of programs there uh, that we are very proud of. Um, Certainly, if you're interested in applying, our recruitment office is is open each and every day. Um, One of the things that also make us unique is we have an open door policy at at Fairmont State, and and whether it's the governor or the office of the governor, the legislators, um, the community leaders, the community members, all of us uh, here at Fairmont State are able and um, I'm very privileged to be able to answer the call ourselves. Yeah, so, great. you know, I, I I welcome them to go to our website. If you have specific uh, questions, certainly you can email me directly. You can email the Office of, um, of uh, Admissions directly. But we are here to serve, and um, West Virginians and, and beyond, mm. and we are – it's a privilege to be able to speak with you today. It's a privilege to be able to welcome home 
West Virginians to Fairmont State University. It's a privilege that we that so many call Fairmont State University their destination. Yeah, and for that, I'm, I'm very honored. Excellent. I'm very grateful. Excellent, excellent. And we'll make sure that we have a link to that in the show notes of the podcast, that website, fairmontstate.edu. Dr. Martin, it's been a real honor to have you on the podcast today. Uh, I just encourage you to keep going. You're, I could I could just say that the Board of Governors, when they made the appointment uh, of you and announcing you as the president back in uh, January 2018, that was a very wise uh, decision because you're an excellent representation and doing great things moving Fairmont State forward as well as the entire state of West Virginia. So thank you for being on the show today. Thank you, sir. It's it's been a privilege to be with you and to and to share all that is great about Fairmont State. Abs- thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com. Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan as we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like President Mirza Martin and Fairmont State University in Fairmont, West Virginia. Our hope is that we in some way inspire and motivate our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know of would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And of course, we appreciate your comments and encouragement and letters and all that kind of stuff. And, And be sure to share these stories out on your social media channels as well. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.